Yo, what's swinging nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. My name is Fred Moore, and you can find me on Instagram at Steel Mace Fireman. And of course, you can find this podcast at Steel Mace Nation on Instagram. So either, you know, follow one or follow both. Follow both. Why not? And if you truly enjoy this podcast, please leave a review somewhere out there. Uh, you could put it on iTunes. That would be the, the most preferred spot. Apparently, iTunes, you know, a lot of reviews gets you bumped up into the system a little bit. But we're on SoundCloud, too. You can leave a review there. And, of course, if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, um, you could go over there and, and uh, do a review. And, of course, subscribe and follow Click follow and subscribe on whatever else they have out there that you could stalk people with. And and if you want, you could absolutely stalk me. I don't mind. After all, you're mace people, and uh, we're a tribe, and we're a nation, so it's all good. Um, and, you know, we shoot this podcast at a shared universe studios, which is a professional business, meaning I do have to dig into my pocket and pay a fee. It's not an unreasonable fee. It's actually pretty fair. Um, but you know, to put on a weekly podcast, they could add up pretty fast. And in fact, um, I'm doing so many podcasts that I have like podcasts that haven't even come out yet. Um, in Hollywood, they call that, uh, in the can, like, uh, you know, they put it in the can basically, uh, back in the old days, they would, your film would go into a metal can and then they would put it out for distribution um, so that's, that's, uh, what they mean by that. Um, uh, that doesn't mean it's, uh, going in someone's butthole. So although, you know, that might be a topic that is not entirely off the table here for Steel Mace Nation, but you never know. Um, but if you, uh, you know, you can take a look at the Steel Mace Nation website, go to steelmacenation.com and look at the quality apparel we have for men's and ladies. Uh, we have tees. We have snapback hats. And if you think you like something, you know, just uh, the, you'll see that the prices are actually pretty good. And, um, you know, try to uh, help out and support the podcast any way you can. Uh, so, anyway, uh, today's episode is going to be dope. Uh, I just wrapped it up with uh, Ryan Zawicki. And um, I had this great interview with him. He's uh, a.k.a. Uh, on Instagram, at the Lean Green Machine. And he's from Honeybrook, Pennsylvania, which is near Lancaster, which is beautiful country out there. And um, he actually provides an alternative and holistic health service. He is NASM personal trainer certified. He's an animal flow coach. He is a fitness nutrition specialist, uh, corrective exercise specialist, and performance enhancement specialist. He's special. Um, it's some interesting little tidbits that we talked about in the podcast was uh, he walks around in 20 degree weather with no shoes on and he goes hiking in the Appalachian trails with no shoes on, which is pretty hardcore. He, he must have some uh, pretty awesome feet. So he trains hard. And if you check out on his Instagram, you'll see that he's using mace as part of his uh, regimen and, um, he gets all into other things that um, are interesting, too. So without further ado, here's episode six of the Steel Mace Nation. 
All right. So thanks for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, um, I'd like to get um, anybody, you know, I mean, look, you have, you're swinging a mace. So you're on Steel Mace Nation. But I know you do tons of other things, too. And I really don't want to have a podcast that's just going to be about Steel Mace, you know, because sure. every Steel Mace practitioner out there comes from something else kettlebells or traditional strength training or whatever and you know there's like musicians and dancers and yoga people so we all have different um interests and stuff so um the b bottom line is we're talking mostly like health and fitness mindset and everything sure. and you have a great instagram um you know you. Uh, you have a lot of cool posts on there about mindset about fitness and everything so you know um you hike, right? You go hiking and mm -hmm. stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Definitely yeah, definitely into hiking. Yeah, yeah, the sure. hiking out in that area is awesome, right? You're out in um, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's some really good trails. There's actually um, my, my favorite trail, Glen and Oco trails. Uh, that's out by like the Poconos. They actually just set that down permanently because um, people are like actually dying on the trail and uh, like getting getting like evacuated on the regular, like on a monthly basis, because it's it's considered to be like in terms of trail difficulty, like basically the highest level okay but i've, I've done it fine and uh, my wife my younger brother like we've gone multiple times but you know you get some people really out of shape wearing like flip-flops and stuff and <laughs> since there's like waterfalls everything's slippery you know what i mean yeah and um so yeah that trail that's the last time i went on that actually shut down like a month a month or so ago so that's gone now that now it's trespassing but you know that almost kind of raises the excitement factor absolutely yeah. yeah yeah there's good stuff around here though for sure yeah and you you got you go to the appalachian trail Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever hike um, the Adirondacks? No. Yeah. I, I, you know, you were saying, you were talking about, like, difficulty, and um, I went with a bunch of guys a few years ago, had no clue what I was in for. We oh, went, man. and we hiked uh, one of the peaks out there, and I was wearing, like, Timberland work boots. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were, on the way up, we were climbing shit, like, bouldering. and yeah, 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 yeah. And it was insane and then i fell behind they went left i went straight and i got okay. i got into like this thick grove of like these impossible bushes and while i'm in there uh i start yelling for the guys and you couldn't my you, my oh, voice didn't snap, even echo oh, so snap <laughs> yeah i started getting scared as shit so yeah, um yeah. i backtracked i found them uh, but then the killer was on the way down the mountain with those stupid Timberland work boots I had on. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. toes got jammed up every time I stepped. They would oh, slide sure. forward. If yeah, yeah. Halfway down the mountain, I felt like I um, had somebody beating on my toes with a sure, hammer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's why people buy $200 hiking boots. Now I get well, it. Dude, and that's actually the thing, man. That the yeah. first time I went hiking, um, I was wearing hiking boots yeah. and then I kind of realized like what you're saying, my, my, my foot kept sliding. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try barefoot hiking at the time. I didn't even know it was like a thing people did was like going barefoot. And ever since then I've just gone barefoot. Cause I feel, I don't know. I just like having that mobility with my feet, but, um, yeah, it's basically to avoid what you're talking about. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the same thing with mace too. Um, I, I've never been so aware of since I started practicing with mace when I'm like doing lunges and stuff, I, I can see in the mirror, like, my foot is rolling out of the shoe, and the yeah. side looks like it's going to bust out, and I'm sliding oh, wow. in my shoes. So okay. it's like, I'm taking my shoes off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Now, I yeah. saw you also go, uh, you, you were in 20-degree weather with no shoes on. 
Yeah, and and that was actually a relatively warmer day. Yeah, this past winter, oh, yeah. I was like, um, see, I just, I kind of, I just like doing things that are hard. I just feel like if it's, if, like, especially I believe as a man, and I, you know, I want to be a father. You know, I'm married now, don't have any kids. Like, I want, I want to be. I, basically, what I would say to my wife is, I don't want our kids to have to look outside the household for like their heroes, like for Superman and Superwoman. Yes. So it's like. I need to. I need to be just some kind of crazy man, you know. Say, if I have a son, he needs to be. Like, I don't know anybody like this guy, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> right. I, I need high. St- I need high standards for my daughter too. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, man? I'm just. I want to deal with the cold. I'm just yeah. gonna deal with it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I think it's a double-edged sword. Either they're gonna see the hero in you, or they're gonna oh, see go, crazy. <laughs> that guy's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, my yeah. father. Don't mind the fact that he's walking around in bare feet in the, yeah, in the snow. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. Keep us posted yeah, yeah, on yeah. that. Well, you know, hopefully keep a little cool in there, too. You know what I'm saying? You can't go full crazy. I guess they kind of show for him. So. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So now um, with the Mace, uh, in a little pre-interview I had with you, we've been communicating for a couple weeks now through uh, Instant Messenger. Uh, I mean, uh, direct message. Um, you you said, you're, you said, oh, I just want to let you know, I use a Mace, but I'm not a Mace head per se. Yeah. But... My question is, my only question is, um, when are you going to get on board, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you know what, man? I, I, it's honestly one of those things when I see people like uh, Leo Savage or um, I think a, a guy that you're friends with, Blake, who I met through the Animal Flow yeah. workshop and whatnot. Like When I see those guys like actually flowing with the mace, yeah. um, it's pretty inspiring. Like When I was first picking up the mace – like Leo was flowing, but not really many other people. Like it was a lot more sort of like rugged, just straightforward movements. You know what I mean? When so, was that? Um, so I guess when I first really started getting into it was like about a year and a half, like two years ago. Yeah. And uh, okay. before that though, I was kind of like familiar with the concept. So like there were, there were people out there, but it wasn't like it is now where it's really starting to take off. Yeah. So like initially when I started, when I initially got the mace, it was like literally for shoulder rehab. Yeah. Um, I wanted that mobility. I was thinking of getting steel clubs, but I was like, um, or even like the Indian clubs, the wooden ones. But I was like, I think that Mason might just have some more versatility to it. So I grabbed that, really trying to open up the shoulder girdle. Because yeah. um, I had a skateboarding accident, and that caused some weird internal rotation and stuff. Um, so basically, I was using it for rehab. And as I've been getting like stronger again, like back to where I was and opening those muscles, I've really just been diving back into what I was doing, which was a lot of strength training, trying to boost my endurance. Um, So really, it's one of those things like I'm I'm always I want to get into the flow, but it's like I'm almost kind of like getting back into where I was before I had all those injuries. And once I kind of really feel comfortable there again is probably when I'll start getting more into like mace flowing and whatnot because i'm just trying to build that base back to where it was so yeah that's really cool so you're just letting it uh, you know organically develop yeah you have an interest there but you're not in a rush to uh start doing like what steel mace gypsy is doing or what leo savage is doing you're 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 like i'll get there whatever just right now I'm, i'm feeling it out yeah, it's like a, it's a genuine interest for me, but I've honestly got like so many various interests. It's like yeah. if I if I dive into all of them super deep, I won't accomplish as much. So I kind of have to pick and choose a little bit, you know what I mean? But yeah, the, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. Keeping it in the toolbox, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, how long have you been into health and fitness generally? Yeah, so um, 
I guess really it first started when I really became aware of like nutrition when I was in probably like 10th grade, a buddy, um, so I'm 27 now, but in, uh, in 10th grade, a buddy and I were like really interested in mixed martial arts. Like we'd always see like kind of the early days of the UFC and whatnot. We thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um, so like we started doing some training at a local place and that's kind of when I first like became aware of diet. Now, a lot of it was sort of whack bro science stuff. Like I, I almost thought like creatine was almost like steroids and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, I was eating crap loads of peanut butter and whatnot, but like I actually became aware, you know what I mean? And that's when I actually started exercising a bit. And it's basically just been continual through then. Now, back then, you know, since it was like mixed martial arts, a lot of it was more cardio based. Um, I was doing some weights, but a lot of it was like cardio and like, I didn't know as much, but like movement as well, a lot of flexibility. But over time, as I've gained more knowledge, it sort of, shifted into you know a lot of weightlifting a lot more in-depth nutrition but yeah i'd say so pretty much like 16 17 is kind of like when it all started so that's pretty good i mean that's that's young for you know a teenager in 10th yeah. grade you know yeah. to really start delving into uh like you know even caring about nutrition on that level i mean i remember you know when i was in high school i knew that there was a thing called eating healthy and eating bad yeah. But being a teenager with a high metabolism, it didn't matter what I ate. I couldn't keep sure. my weight on, so I would just eat whatever. And because you, you don't see those results, and, and it's like a lot of people need to start seeing something like, oh, 12 weeks from now, I'm going to start seeing abs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so for, for somebody to be in 10th grade and, and start tapping into that, that's pretty interesting. Um, and I feel like you have a head start, really, with your mm. career here because of that. Sure. Right? Yeah, well, it, I'd say, like, it, it also tied into, you know, the mixed martial arts, but also, like, um, I never wanted to be a guy who, like, felt insecure about women, or around women, because I, like, wasn't confident in myself, and I knew, like, you know, if I had some muscle, if I was strong, like, I would have that confidence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I wanted to gain that, especially now I was going to be graduating, moving out, all these, I'd be moving on to older chicks, not just these young chicks in high school. I was like, <laughs> I got to start becoming a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got yeah. to look like a man. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, so, Well, that's yeah. even pretty advanced thinking, if you think about Because uh, now, compared to me, I didn't really start uh, getting into the weight room until I was like 19. And it, okay. it was because I wanted to meet chicks. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah, dude, sure. I, I'm going to go put on some size and, you know, yeah. at least put on a little weight and look good. Uh, and I, I knew that the confidence thing would, would be there for me. But w going through high school, my confidence was really so low that I couldn't even get started. And I okay, had no clue you. how to get started. So sure. that's, again, you, you know how advanced you were in the game already. And, and you know what? I think it comes back to um, when I was younger, not throughout my whole like school career, but when I was younger, my parents homeschooled me. And I think that gave me – an ability to be like connected with myself in a certain way that maybe I wouldn't have if someone was telling me how to think, how to learn, how to achieve my own goals. Instead, it was kind of a matter of like, this is the curriculum set by the state. You need to meet these goals. Um, now go, go meet them. So it kind of got to the point where when I, when I first started being homeschooled when I was in first grade and my mom, like I had already learned the basics. So my mom would kind of teach me stuff, but I got into the knack of actually just being able to learn on my own. I would just learn. She would proctor the exams. So I got very good at basically just teaching myself and learning how to get what I want. Not, not like in a weird way, but like if I have a goal, like I just had confidence I could get it. Ah, so if I was like, so yeah. if I was like, well, I want to get girls and look good, I got to just go exercise. So I just kind of had that confidence young of like, I can just go 
do it because I guess that, yeah. ab- that that ability to learn on my own kind of has carried over to everything I've done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And yeah, I yeah. guess that's uh, how you went about getting your personal training certificate. You have uh, yeah. NASM. I, you did it at home or whatever. You sent yeah, away from yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be tough for some people uh, without sure. any guidance in a classroom, right? If you're yeah. used to going to school and then all of a sudden – you know, you're out of school now and you're like, well, I'm going to become a personal trainer and you got to do it on your own. You don't even know yeah. what to study, what's going to be on the test. Sure. Um, so you did that uh, pretty uh, single-handedly, right? Yeah, yeah. So, was, um, yeah, it went fine. So yeah, <laughs> yeah got got that and the other certs. They, they were all home study as well, so yeah. Yeah, Animal Flow and um, you're a, a fitness nutrition specialist and a corrective exercise specialist and a performance enhancement specialist. Yeah. So um, that's all certifications that you picked up along the way? Yeah, those are all NASM certifications. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, they all fall yeah. under the NASM. All right. Yeah, I mean, not Animal Flow. Yeah, right. The other ones, yeah. yeah. They're all where, where did you go for your Animal Flow certification? Um, so that was in Glassboro, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Um, at a, at yeah. a yoga studio called Peace Love Yoga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah I'm thinking about going for the certification myself um, yeah. end of August in uh, Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Which is oh, okay, cool, not man. too far from me. I'm, I'm I'm looking into it, but I'm actually learning it um, as I go. Anyway, I'm training sure. at the gym and picking yeah, it up. Yeah. But I think you know, it's just we got to have our certifications to show that. Right. Yeah. Know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, and now you uh, you got a lot of different things going on with. Um, oh, you got. It looks like you have like a ton of different jobs or locations you train <laughs> at. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start yeah. off with your. Um, your online coaching now. You, you're trying to uh, establish yourself as an online coach. I guess this is a a, a a fresh endeavor for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, where, like, where? What do you want from that? What do you? Where do you want to be as far as that's concerned online? Sure. Uh, so I'd say my main path. All right. So I, I definitely think in this day and age, people are becoming more immobile. We're, we're just not doing much, and I think because of that, even even. No matter how active you are, I feel like pretty much almost everyone these days is going to have muscle imbalances and probably some sorts of pains, tightnesses, and whatnot. Yeah. So really my whole perspective is trying to help people age well. Um, so really that's what I'm looking for is – and that doesn't mean we're just doing like band pull-aparts and isolation exercises. You know, I do tons of deadlifts. I do a lot of like uh, suitcase farmers carries, you know what I'm saying, um, unilateral squats and lunges. But everything I'm trying to do is based on – trying to get the core activated, try to get the pelvis activated, get those glutes turned on, you know, get the, um, you know, the full abdominal complex activated. So anyways, looking for people who want to age well, build muscle for sure. That's what I'm trying to do. But everything I even do for myself is through a corrective exercise lens. So I'll age well, you know what I'm saying? Right. So look, looking for people who want to not just lose weight, because that's easy. That's nutrition more than anything. But lose weight, build muscle, that'll come naturally because you're going to get pushed. But really... In two years, five years, ten years, you're not going to be in pain. Your doctor's not going to tell you that you need to have surgery for your golfer's elbow because from when you first started exercising or whenever you picked me up as a trainer, I've been thinking of those things before they even popped up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your knees aren't going to start getting weak because I'm working on ankle and hip stability and strength long before it was ever even a thought for you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so things like that. Yeah, I'm looking for people who want to actually age well. So yeah. And so your online coaching – would be more or less um, you would you would uh, give people a, a workout and then you you would follow up with them uh, from time to time. Would it be like video calls and stuff yeah yeah like that? yeah yeah for sure. So um, 
you know, I love uh, educating people. I think like that's how they can get the most value. So yeah, available for video calls, telephone calls, just motivation. You know what I'm saying? Just checking in regularly. Yeah. Um, assessments as well before I even work with you. Going to be conducting assessments. I'll have you hop on something like FaceTime or Skype or whatever. Have you do various movements. Um, you know, I've got my own assessment sheets, like looking at the, the five kinetic chain checkpoints. Right. Through things like an overhead squat, single leg squat various pushing and pulling movements, just static posture, gait, things like that. See how you're moving and then create uh, literally what I call an exercise prescription based off of that to address what's going on now and to prevent things in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so not just for, again, going back to that preventative stuff, not just throwing out exercises, but really looking at how you're moving and going from there. So yeah, and then from there, uh, depending on what they want, prescribing exercise, uh, potentially even viewing them while they're doing the sessions, depending on the kind of flexibility one, they could do it on their That's own. That's good. Yeah. Maybe film it or something, send it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So basically stuff like that, just what I'd be doing in person, but digitally. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, this, this is great stuff that we have available for us nowadays with technology. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could go out your door, jump in a car, and go drive to the nearest gym, and potentially you may find the right coach for you, or you may not. You know, yeah. um, I got lucky, and I, I have a personal trainer who just he he gets me, and um, he talks about the same stuff you talk about, and um, he keeps me functioning at a higher level. And but a lot of people they don't they 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 can't find somebody, so. You go online, and because of video technology and, and everything like that, w you could pretty much do the same exact thing, except you're just yeah, not sure. physically in the room with them. But the accountability is still there, and that's a big yeah. one. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't think of how many times uh, I felt like total shit and still went to, the, to meet my trainer because he was expecting me, and it turned mm. out to be the best workout I ever had. Sure. And yeah, people yeah, can yeah. have that same experience with you online yeah. because it's like, yeah. ah, you know, if I don't, if I bail out on Ryan two hours before, he's going to be pissed, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So people, you know, hey, look, that's, that's, um, that's what it is, you know? That's what people need, and um, everybody needs a trainer. Even a good trainer needs a trainer, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So now, besides the online, you are actually training people in a couple different locations. You have a private location or whatever, and mm -hmm. um, well, maybe not a private location, just like your own personal location, but you, you're yeah. also with a company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, I'll do in-home training. Basically, my garage is a gym it's outfit with some equipment and yeah. i've got some stuff i can take um i i train at johnson and johnson um i've since become their only trainer they had a few other trainers but now i i am their guy at that location and uh, also at a chiropractor's office as well doing training there so yeah oh wow at a, you're yeah. training at a chiropractor's office yeah 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 that's cool so, and i i guess these are people that are dealing with some um some back issues or whatever so yeah, basically everybody there is dealing with sort of pains and imbalance, which is right up my alley. So yeah. it's a perfect fit because it gave me a, a real chance beyond just sort of the general public to kind of practice what I preach and work with people who are actually dealing with the things I, I want to work with. You know what I'm right. saying? So, yeah, that, yeah. That's, so that's your certification, NASM. That's more uh, of mm -hmm. a certification geared toward exactly what you're talking about, like as opposed yeah. to ACE and WIC yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. if somebody's interested in getting uh, their personal trainer's certificate, they need to know that, that 
Nassim would tend to, uh, I guess, uh, not spec make it more specified, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, specified. But you were going to be working with people with with imbalances, potential injuries coming back from. Um, but you could do the whole wide spectrum of of anything. Oh yeah, for yeah, yeah. Well, right. the, see, the thing is, it's like everything's connected. So if you have a tightness or something's loose or yeah. something's imbalanced, it's going to affect everything. You know what I'm saying? So basically, the whole thing with NASM, um, I ended up getting the corrective exercise specialist thing separate. But even just their general personal training curriculum is all based around the concept that muscle imbalance is present in everybody. Yeah. So yeah, if you, in my opinion, if you kind of want to be next level and understand that. And not just give people workouts, but understand kind of why you're doing certain yeah. things. Um, NASM, I would say, is a really good choice, if not the best choice. So. All right, cool. Yeah. Right on. And um, how has using the mace with your clients been? And, and you know, have you, what kind of results have you seen? Yeah, so um, I've used the mace with a few people. I honestly haven't gone too hard with the mace. Um, a lot of what I do... At more of a base level, I do a lot of fundamental kettlebell exercises, okay. some body weight stuff, some some TRX stuff. But I will definitely use the base. I'll do like a, like ballistic curls with squats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, a lot of people are, I guess, kind of working up to the point where being able to do like 360s and 10 to twos, but aren't quite there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's definitely being used at more of a fundamental level, like you know, bent over rows with that uneven load. Right. Uh, kind of working even like deadlift patterns, trying to just balance that. But um, in a case like that, I'd even probably just do a suitcase deadlift with the kettlebell. You yeah. Know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, honestly, I'm using it with clients, but it's uh, more so something that I found for myself as a tool. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I, I feel like probably just not to add confusion, that might be something that I, I use at a really base level, almost like a barbell with certain clients. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, as they really have some proficiency start mixing it up a little bit but yeah yeah well the coolest thing about the mace that i mean it gets talked about but uh it kind of gets dismissed too is is the um the isolation portion yeah, of everything sure. you know uh, uh, ripping crushing twisting bending breaking the bar whatever it is you know putting mm -hmm. your and then like holding it because uh, uh i think that's you know you go to any gym right now and you don't see anybody doing isolation Sure. You may uh, see one guy in the back, like at finishing yeah. off a set of dumbbell curls, just holding it to isolate. But really, isolation exercises is a predominant part of the whole, the sure. whole training spectrum, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Plyometrics, isolation, everything. So I, I think that's you know a cool thing. You, if you could just take a client and have them hold that ten pound mace, do the ballistic curls, and tell them pull it apart. Pull it apart, you know, mm. to, and it's like, all right, you know, they, that first they think, what is this? But all of a sudden you're sweating, yeah, you're yeah, breathing yeah, sure. all weird. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. what's going on with your breathing? Why, why are you huffing and puffing? Yeah. You know, it turns into it can be a massive exercise and and sure. great thing to add in. So that's that's why I'm asking, you know, how it, how it fits in. Maybe as time goes on, you, you you're gonna start implementing it more and more. I mean, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But basically my main thing is, um, I've seen some weird, some weird situations where people almost just throw the mason just to throw the mason. Yeah. And, uh, it's almost at the expense of like the client's ability to move well. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's Can like, you... yeah, they're using the mace, but it's like, a, it's at the expense of a good movement pattern. So as long as they're able to wield that uneven load, 
I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. But a lot of people, I mean, especially if they're all they do is work at a desk, um, other than super simple movements, like uh, whoops, sorry. Like for example, a uh, um, like grave diggers and whatnot. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that. Um, from from what I've seen, some people can handle it, but some people just can't. But yeah, over time, I would definitely love to incorporate it more. Sorry, I had an alarm go off on my phone here. Kind of. Yeah, your phone, um, okay. like kind of. Oh, there you go. All right, sorry about that. Yeah, we we had your face frozen for a second. You're just sitting oh, there. Okay. All right, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. And Mike That's gonna be like the highlight clip. You're 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 like this. <laughs> Where your eyes rolled up. <laughs> Fair enough. We're gonna have fun with that one. Yeah. So, uh, uh so you the grave digger, um. Uh, good exercise yeah i mean i i use it personally i love it yeah yeah it's just like um it's i've just seen with some people it's like there's so much rounding and just so much compensation yeah it's just like they got to just build up stability you know what i'm saying they got to learn how to keep that back straight just just not compensate weird you know what i'm saying like not because it's one of those things where i think the mobility is good but at the same time if the mobility is moving with dysfunction you'll strengthen those dysfunctions you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like uh, it's just everyone's different you know what i'm saying that's yeah. why i'm so much about like the assessment process it's just like yes. i don't want to give you something that's going to end up messing you up you know what i mean so, right yeah, yeah. and oh there, there, here you go uh so there's a lot of a lot more steel mace coaches out there yeah. now there there's various certification programs that they could go through and you know they're they're learning proper form and everything, but then they're encountering their client and their client, you know, they, there should be an assessment of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a steel mace coach and that's pretty much all you have, um, yeah. you know, what are some good basic things to check when it comes to the assessment? Something that a steel mace coach could do with a client, you know, within five minutes just to double check and make sure that, the person isn't going beyond sure yeah i would say like uh two things that i always do with clients just because i feel like it's the best way to see from the neck all the way down to the ankle uh would be like an overhead squat so it would literally be like hands overhead trying to keep it in line with the torso um and you're going to line up their kinetic chain checkpoints so you know their feet are going to be about hip width I'm going to try and get them to activate the arches. The knees are going to be stacked in line with, uh, you know, say this is your big toe, in line with the second and third toe right here. Mm-hmm. You're going to have them tuck the pelvis, um, you know, draw on the abdominals, make sure everything's stable. Have them set the shoulders so that way they're hanging neutral, same thing with the neck. And then you'll start. Have them squat down as far as they feel comfortable. Look at them from the front, the side, the back. Looking at deviations then within the shoulder girdle, within the neck, are the arms falling forward? Are you seeing an arch in the low back? Are you seeing a rounded low back? Right. Are you seeing the knees uh, start to valgus or uh, bow out even? Are you seeing the feet flatten, turn out, things like that? And I feel like a lot of that will just sort of cue you into um, definitely what to experience, especially if they're bearing load. But um, And then another thing I'll do is single leg squat. So uh, yeah. same thing, set up all the kinetic chain checkpoints, hands on the hips, not an extreme squat. You're keeping one foot next to the other. Some people put it out front or out back to counterbalance, but I'm not trying to have you counterbalance. I'm trying to see how you move. Mm-hmm. Hands on the hips again, so you can't counterbalance. And just squat down as far as you feel comfortable. This isn't a pistol squat. I'm, I'm 
again, looking at the same sort of thing, neck, ankle, shorts, everything, but really what I'm trying to track is ankle stability for one leg, hip stability, how's the, the knee as a slave joint in between both those moving, um, is there internal or external rotation of the hips, the torso, things like that, and I mean, if you add weight to that, it's just going to exasperate a lot of those sorts of imbalances, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so if you see somebody rounding or, you know, they have their hands above their head and they're squatting and they're leaning forward, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's an injury there. It just might mean sure. it's, it's tightness and imbalance or something. You could still yeah, work yeah, yeah. with them. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. The chiropractor I work with, um, he actually would refer to that as an injury. He's like, well, they're injured. They just don't realize that they're injured. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, they, they, not an injury in the classic sense. You right. Know I mean? They could um, still, you, they could still move uh, a mace or a kettlebell or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean that leaning forward, super common arms falling forward. Super. I mean, a lot of people actually have tight lats, even though you wouldn't think of it. They're not yeah. like doing pull-ups and whatnot, but that affects everything from the arms to the pelvis. So, yeah. Yeah, they have tight lats mostly because of like sitting, hunching forward a lot, right? They're yeah, for sure. That'd be part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so. You know, um, I mean, it seems like the most damaging effects in our society is uh, sitting and um, sitting with our phone. Um, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, stuff like that sure. because we're we're getting weak in our posterior chain. Our yeah. back is getting tight. Um, I was just uh, talking with a potential client yesterday, a, a podiatrist. And he works on people's feet all day. So what's he doing? He's leaning forward, and um, he's overcompensating with God knows what. You know, his core is is not good. Um, so we were discussing using a, a steel mace as as a counterbalance to that. Like at the end of the day, at the very least, mm. go get your mace in the parking lot because you know he has he has uh, kids at home, right? They're gonna take him away when he gets sure. So gotcha. before you get in your car, yeah, yeah, yeah. swing that thing like a hundred a hundred times, do a three sixty and get that back up and get your posture up. Mm, sure, sure. And he's it sounded like he was he was down with it. You know, I yeah, he's nice. gonna buy a mace and I'll show him how to swing it and that's gonna be Good his stuff. his thing. At least he's doing something. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those things if uh like I'm always trying to tell people this, like even young people, it's like, just cause you don't feel a, like just cause you don't feel pain now doesn't mean there's not an issue now. It's yeah. just like something hasn't snapped or torn or got so tight that you can't move. Like yeah. you just be aware of how your body's being used. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And hopefully, you know, you said young people, hopefully they'll actually listen to you. Cause I well, know. And, and, yeah. And I find they're some of the hardest. <laughs> oh my God. Dude. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Cause like if I, if, I feel like uh, going back in time and punching myself right in the face, Yeah. you know, because I, I started having mobility issues in my mid forties and, you know, um, I've, you know, I've gotten a hold of them now, but man, when I was young, I was just like, nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to sure. just keep crushing, going heavy, heavy, heavy all the time. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. now I'm more interested in mobility than going mm -hmm. heavy. Yeah. 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 You know? I'm right there with you. And that, I had the same mentality until, uh, like I said earlier, I broke my hand skateboarding yeah. and that just changed everything. Right. You know, it, it just made me realize how fragile the human frame is. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like when I made the transition from uh, being interested in exercise. I, I always had friends and whatnot ask me for advice and training, but that's kind of when I decided I wanted to work with other people is when I realized, see, I broke my left hand right here, but it caused imbalance on my right side. 
And that's something no one had told me. Physical therapist never told me. Doctor never told me. And the reason for that is since I wasn't using my left hand, I'd use my right hand more. So my right shoulder was internally rotating more. When I was doing the dishes, brushing my teeth, I was starting to stand on my right leg more. It was internally rotating at the hip. Uh, It was causing my left side to sort of to drop a bit and all these weird sorts of things, which made me realize like, even when I was seeing the physical therapist later, they were massaging, trying to break up stuff. But it made me realize like, if you get injured, really the only person who can fix it is you. So that's why I'm so big on education. I don't want to just teach people, but like, if you really get messed up, only you can fix you. Like you can see a chiropractor, you can see a physical therapist, massage therapist, even a personal trainer. But if you don't have the knowledge those, those issues will never go away. You know what I'm saying? And as someone who had that firsthand, it just made me very sympathetic and wanting to try and get that knowledge out there so people can heal themselves. Because if you're relying on somebody else, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's, you know a, that's a really cool point that you're bringing up. Um, a, you know, be self-sufficient, right? Yeah, don't don't yeah. rely on other people, no matter what kind of degree they have. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and B... Um, just because you're going to the best doctor, best trainer, or whatever, yeah. they're human, and they're not yeah. you. They are not in your body. So whatever things are going on with you, they're not going to know 100%. They'll have a good idea to a certain point, sure. but if you have the knowledge to fill them in on those little void spaces along the way, at least, and say, hey, yeah. you know, doc, I was reading about this, and, and I feel a pain right here, and oh, okay, Thanks for telling me that. Now we could work with, with you on that because, you know, you mm-hmm. took the time to learn about human movement. Well, and a uh, good point. But even beyond that, it was one of those things where some of my muscles were just so knotted up and bound and the fascia was so tight. Like, n- like it was one of those things. The only way I could find relief is if I dedicated myself to fixing it. Like I yeah. could see a physical, I could see a physical therapist every day, but I'm the one who would either be helping or hindering that muscle imbalance from ah, yeah. improving because I'm li- I'm in my body. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. So even if you're with the best person, like your daily movements are going to be ingraining or fixing those things. You yes. Know what I'm I, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so no matter how much, even if you can articulate perfectly, there's only so much someone on the outside can do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be like um, you go to your personal trainer and you do deadlifts for an hour yeah. and then you spend the rest of the week sitting yeah, down yeah, yeah. and not moving around and not stretching yeah. and not doing anything. By the time you get back to f- for the following session, you will be trash. Yeah. <laughs> you probably didn't even really get anything out of it because yeah, yeah, you yeah, didn't, yeah. you didn't keep going with the process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exact same concept. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's, that's really good uh, for people to know, I think, you know, cause it's a lot of hours in the week and, most of us, sure. you know, we might only be able to afford one training session a week or we go sure. to the chiropractor once a week or whatever yeah. your insurance allows. Well, yeah. you know, you're, you see your chiropractor for maybe like five minutes, mm-hmm. pushes on a few things, a few things pop, crack, you feel good. But what are you doing the rest of your time? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, man, to like go back to like my own personal story with that, um, just because people might find it interesting. So like when I was trying to fix that stuff, I was seeing – a physical therapist doing my own like rehab at home. But even when I was working um, at the time I was working as an accountant, I got a standing desk. Um, I would go between standing, sitting, I would literally be balancing on like one leg while I was working, trying to get the glutes to turn on and like get that hip stability. I'd like go to the bathroom for like 10 minutes at a time. But really what I'm doing as I'm stretching, trying to activate the rear delts, like yeah. it was all day, every day for like a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? So like, even when I'm at work, I was still grinding to fix it because I just knew if I didn't, like my, my pain was like a, a 9 to 10 out of 10. 
it, wow. it was so jacked up. Yeah, so I had, I had to do something. And I knew, just from my, my knowledge of the medical system, I knew surgery wouldn't actually fix it. You know what I mean? Um, so... Yeah, man, people just got to get after it. Don't be comfortable. Just do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, even definitely. Means, even if it means putting a little work in at work, like, just do what you got to do. Like, yes, I, I like that. Get Everybody listening, get after it. Just do it. Yeah. Be be uncomfortable in a healthy way, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what you mentioned to me that you were uh, working with an immigration law firm. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you do there? Um, so there I'm the CFO and COO, um, it was a role I ended up getting, um, family friend, he was looking for somebody to take over the position. So I was able to get in there and, um, it's been good. I mean, things at the law firm have been good. It's given me a chance to sort of flex the different skills that I've gained in business over the years. Um, and yeah, it's pretty nice. So basically the, the lawyer, he does all the law stuff and I handle all the business stuff. Oh, no kidding. Two other employees there who I can like delegate certain tasks to, to just keep things moving smooth. Um, one's there pretty regularly. One's there on an, like, uh, as call needed basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But keeps things moving. It's a uh, relatively remote. I've actually, since I started, I was able to sort of take a lot of the work that was in the office, move it to being able to be done at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's opened up a lot of flexibility. Um, to do something like this even you know what i mean uh, um, and you know so. what now this goes back to what you were saying earlier about your homeschooling um yeah. i've never uh i i can't imagine what it would be like if i had if i was able to work at home i mean i'm a fireman okay. obviously i can't work at home but if sure. if i had that kind of job i don't yeah. think i would be good at it. i'd be okay. like i would petting my cat over here i'd be drinking <laughs> a beer over there i would go eh, you know what i got like four hours let me go outside and swing a mace around. And then all of a sudden, sure. like it would just be the whole day gone the shit. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you takes a lot of discipline or what to, to. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely takes discipline. It's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I know I don't want to work in an office. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like I, I've, I've lived that life. And, um, you no know, I, I, I lived that life as a sacrifice. Cause I knew if I, if I wanted to run my own stuff one day, not, not just from a concept, but from a business side things I, I need to get the experience um but i don't ever want to go back to like feeling trapped in an office wearing my business casual clothes sitting at a desk having all these sort of fake like superficial interactions with people like you know, i just want to be able to be myself do yeah. good work and like do my thing you know what i'm saying so it takes discipline but it's better than that so <laughs> oh yeah yeah and you know what you're probably more productive when you get to be yourself and you don't have to worry about i mean sure. yeah look you know if you're if you're in the office and there's people there that you don't really it's not that you hate each other, but you just don't connect, right? Yeah, yeah, that, for that sure. That could actually slow down your ability to be a productive worker, right? Uh, I've got such a hilarious story about that, the last job. But, well, you know, it, it's like I was working as an accountant with, like, basically, uh, I don't mean this offensively, but just a bunch of square people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just doing a lot of stuff they're not doing. I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. You know, that's that's all they talk about. So. You, you know, if you um, – if, if they're square people, if you give them a mace and teach them a 360, they become round people. Oh, that's true, man. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I'm going to have to start working with that. <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's just like going back to what you're saying, though. It's like not even a matter of like hating people, but it's just like uh, not really relatable. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I just I had to get out of there, start working with some people who have a like mindset, people who can. I guess appreciate what I can bring to the table rather than just kind of want me to clock in and work. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's just, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I think the the, the whole world is kind of changing uh, when it comes to that stuff anyway. People are starting sure. to think differently. We don't need to be in cubicles anymore. And Yeah, for sure. You know, and thank God for that. I think, you know, um, the future's bright when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, I know somebody that has a job in New York City. They have a keg on tap. They have a room with a hammock in it. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. they're, like, kicking ass left and right. And, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. could you imagine, you know, beer and a hammock in the in the office space? So yeah. um, these, these are all pay- people I believe would love to pick up a mace, too. You know? Sure. Yeah, for so, sure. Definitely. So um, what advice do you have for a coach just starting out in, in any type of modality? Look, you know, as far as business-wise, like looking to get clients and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I, I, there's so many things, but uh, I guess in my my whole thing is like I try and give the best value possible to the point where people can't help but recommend me. You know what I'm saying? Like go beyond 110%, like 300%, like just blow their mind. And, um, you know, especially with like people I'm working with, uh, like one-on-one for private training stuff, like there are certain things um, – like toe spacers, certain books, elastic bands, you know, as they pick me up as a trainer, just be passing it to them for free. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just for working with me, like giving them something else, giving them knowledge, like um, not, not withholding uh, again, like trying to give them a better quality of life. Just, just trying to give them something that they can't get anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I'm, I'm, that's really the biggest thing. I think if you can't uh, give them something, that makes them want to retain you. Why would they? You know what I'm saying? So give them something they can't get elsewhere. And I find that just by going above and beyond and trying to give them more value than what they feel like they're paying for. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. um, Well, I hear in there what you said though, and this is a reoccurring thing I'm hearing is passion. Oh, for sure. So you have a passion for it. That's obvious. You know, you could see it in the way you're talking, what you, what you got going on. Uh, you know, you're a self-starter, you're self-motivated, you're interested, you're, and not only are you interested, but I mean, if you share, if you share your story with your potential clients or, you know, the clients that you have and you tell them about, you know, how working at an immigration law firm is a thing for you to, to learn stuff, mm-hmm. you're learning yeah, from yeah. it, this is going right. to help your future. I mean, that uh, may not necessarily be what you want to do, but you're looking at it as training. Like, you're yeah, training yeah, exactly. yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that passion for training is on all levels with you. The mindset, yeah, yep, the physical. 100%. And, you know, if you could lay that passion, even like a quarter of it, out for your your potential clients. That's a good point, man. They're yeah. going to tap into that energy, man. They're going to yeah, they're gonna love point. that, and they're going to be drawn, right? They're going to be drawn. This, right. is, this is what I'm... Um, starting to pick up now so you know you got to be in it for the right reasons and it sounds like for you, sure you definitely are um so you know i i wish you the best of luck this was an awesome podcast i would like to hear back from you again as the story uh unfolds for sure, man. uh yeah, hopefully for sure. you're, you're gonna be like you know flowing by that time with the mace you're, <laughs> you're checking no, you out i'm gonna have to now you're kind of lighting the fire under me Right, right. Just you know, just like learn waterfall flow and and take it from there. You know, once once you tap into that, it's gonna be like, oh, what can I do next? And then you're gonna be out there for hours. But uh, where? um, Tell everybody where they can find you. What's the best way to reach you for training? Yeah, so I'd say um, as of right now, Instagram is probably the best way. Um, 
in the future I'll be working on other avenues. But yeah, basically Instagram, that's the lean green machine as of right now, at least. Yeah, you know, a little corn, but kind of cool, maybe. I don't know. So, well, what's uh, the story behind that? Uh, so basically, it's just. Um, I'm lean, I eat green, and I'm a machine. You know okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's it. Eat That's a lot it. of veggies, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good, so, man. Yeah, you got to yeah. eat your spinach like Popeye. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> All right. But, uh, All right, yeah. man. Well, look, anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, we hang up on you? Um, no, man, just wish everybody the best. And if you want to break coach with a long-term mentality, I'm there to help you. But otherwise, keep tuning in to Steel Mace Nation. All right. Th- thank you for the plug, man. Uh, that's, uh, that's Ryan Zawicki, everybody, the, at the lean green machine, uh, check him out and, um, hit him up with a DM. He does online coaching. So, uh, I think this, uh, podcast shows where, where he's at with that. And I think he could, uh, help you. So thanks a lot, Ryan. Appreciate you coming on and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, man. All right. Take care.